everyone, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. If you don't know me, I'm Ellen. Um, and if you do, then welcome back. Today I'm actually talking about what you should do on the night before your exam because I did say um, that my next few episodes will definitely be about like school-related, study-related exam stuff because I also kind of need to research about this myself because I also have exams coming up after this after all the exam periods are over, then hopefully I can get back to stuff that I actually want to talk about. Um, but until then, enjoy. I also really hope that my voice actually sounds a bit more clearer because today I'm recording in the conservatory. Now that it's all clear, if you probably wouldn't know, but last year we were going to move houses, but then everything just changed. And it was all really confusing, but in the end we didn't actually move. So all the boxes and stuff were still in the conservatory because we thought we were going to move and then put it in like a truck. But obviously we didn't, and then it took a while for us to clean it up because now we're kind of adding new things to the house. Hopefully like a new toilet, a shed, you know, all that kind of stuff. But now that my dad cleared the conservatory, there's no more boxes. It's pretty empty now, and I think my voice is almost kind of echoey, hope this not too much um but yeah also i know it was bonfire night on friday uh and it was actually really fun for me i don't know how it was for anyone else but my family actually it was my dad and my mom's anniversary so that was really nice but my dad went to buy some sushi for my mom because obviously she's from japan she loves sushi um, and because me and my sister are allergic to like so many different seafoods, there wasn't much variety, especially in England, there's only like certain types. So we ate KFC, like we had the spicy chicken wrap, if you haven't had that, it's so good, like it's so good. Um, and yeah, and then my dad did some fireworks because we could hear so many and my sister was like, oh I want to do fireworks. And then my dad got out his like set of fireworks or something like that. And we just did some in the garden. We didn't really do the like really big ones, but you know, they were still really nice. And we also did like sparklers a few times and kind of, you know, it was kind of nostalgic because I didn't do fireworks for quite a long time. Um, so yeah, it was really, really fun. I just hope that anyone else who kind of celebrated um, Guy Fawkes Day was really safe. Um, and yeah, that you just enjoyed it all in general. Okay, so there's three ways of approaching your night before any exam that you have. And one of them will be relaxing, just for non-relaxing, no revision, doing whatever you want to make sure your mind is at ease. The second one would be cramming, just like getting every single piece of revision, every single piece of information that you know in your brain, again, just refresh your memory. Or the third option for me would be to include both of them and have a good mixture, which I personally recommend. Um, so say you've hardly done any revision for your test, and then the following day you have your test, right? Um, you're probably going to be really nervous and you're probably going to be really stressed. But then you kind of have to cram because you don't have any time left to revise and obviously you don't want to get a good, sorry, you don't want to get a bad score. So I definitely don't recommend this, but I'm still going to give you some tips. If you do this, of course, I do it as well, but it's always better to have a structured timetable or plan 
to what you stick to so that you never feel stressed and you don't feel guilty because I don't know about you but if you procrastinate when you work and then when you're actually taking your break when everyone's taking the break at the same time if it kind of makes sense I don't know um but you feel kind of guilty that you didn't do as much work as they might have done or you know basically if you procrastinate you end up feeling guilty at the end of the day and you're like oh I'm gonna try again the next day and then it kind of doesn't work um which is true for many people definitely for me but if you do end up cramming then the first thing I would recommend you do is to make a short list of everything that you need to revise for the test hopefully your teacher has provided you with like lots of resources and websites and past um lecture notes if you call it um we just say notes but um anything that your teacher might have given you so that you can revise hopefully they've done that if not then i also hope that you've made notes during class so that you can go through that and make revision sources or do anything that you plan to do which is kind of a sub topic which i'm kind of going to go through now um but i kind of recommend you doing flashcards or making flashcards if you haven't already hopefully you have because it's kind of a waste of time to just be making flashcards and not actually using them so if you have pre-made flashcards which i don't know maybe if you have an older sibling or you bought it off somewhere then that would be so much help um so much better but if you don't and you haven't got any flashcards i definitely still recommend you doing it of course it depends on the person and how they best revise um but for most people it's recommended that you don't just read through your notes it's so pointless to do that because that is um passive revision where nothing's actually going in your head and even if you read it some people might think it goes in the head and maybe it does but for me it just doesn't i actually have to do some practice questions or yeah that's kind of it flashcards mind maps anything else that you might have any resources other than just reading your notes and the information because usually it doesn't go inside my head because i'm intaking so much information at once i don't know which part to pick out and actually know that i need to memorize but if you put it into flashcards then you're actively trying to sort out and summarize it which would be really helpful um and you're act- actively using your brain which is why it's called active recall then once you've made your list i think you should color code it so one color or one letter or however you want to do it should be for what you're most confident on and be really honest with yourself because you don't know what's going to come up on the test unless your teacher has exactly pinpointed what will come up on the test which it's unlikely for us in the uk i don't know what it is people in other countries but again make sure you have a key for what you're most confident on what you're kind of confident on so just to be clear i probably say something that you get along the lines of but you don't fully understand so there's a difference between memorizing and understanding memorizing is just um make sure that you know the material and just a highlight on the word no understand is actually fully taking in and being able to apply that knowledge to any other question um because that's what a lot of the subjects are all about especially science so yeah then you should just make your way through your list 
um, from most confident to least confident and hopefully you can work through that um, through the night or however long you have until your exam. The next thing I recommend you do is to split however much you realistically have. Don't say that you're going to have four hours to do all of this stuff when you realistically can't do it. Maybe you've thought of all of the times when you're going to do something and if something like one task takes longer than you expected it to then obviously your whole schedule is kind of not going to be according to plan um so make sure you have a realistic time that you're actually going to revise and then split it into pomodoro sessions if you find it hard concentrating if you don't know what pomodoro is i'm just going to briefly explain it but if you do want to know a full um, kind of explanation on it then you should listen to my first episode but Pomodoro is basically splitting your half an hour into 25 minutes to 5 minute ratio blocks of studying to relaxing or just enjoying your time so basically you'd work you put on a timer for 25 minutes and you fully get into the zone and concentrate for that 25 minutes doing whatever you need to do and once that 25 minutes is up, you put a five-minute timer on and have a little break for t- five minutes. That is the traditional Pomodoro. But lots of people have adapted it, adapted to another form of um, Pomodoro or just another time ratio. I personally like to use the 50-10 Pomodoro if I do use Pomodoro. Um, just because 25 minutes is a bit too short for me to actually concentrate 25 minutes within like the first 10 minutes I'm kind of getting into whatever I'm studying and then the last 15-ish minutes I'm kind of getting into the zone and then before I know it I hear this beeping sound it'll be my alarm and then I'll have my five minute break um either way is fine um you can also make your own maybe some people like 40 minutes to 20 minutes maybe if you're not feeling so good on that day um hopefully you are feeling well when you're actually crying because obviously the next day is your exam but whatever um time block session you like to study in then make sure you split your time into that amount so that you also do have time for breaks not just revising 24 7 but again if you don't like pomodoro um i only really recommend pomodoro if you struggle to concentrate I kind of do that, just especially if I'm on my own, I'm just staring at the ceiling and suddenly everything but your work is so much more interesting than it used to be. Like the light bulb, I would just stare at the light bulb and suddenly it's so interesting. Like how do the lights turn on or, you know, something along the lines of that and you don't actually get on with what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but alternatively, you can just work non-stop I did say you shouldn't do that but when I mean that I mean as in without a timer for your breaks and when you study if you study continuously then you're probably able to do that and you should probably do that um, because it's the better option in my opinion anyway and you do save around half an hour of break time which maybe you can cut down to 10 minutes depending on what your concentration level is how well you're feeling that day so make sure you kind of bear that in mind um that's why i always recommend you have like one to two days of just having spare days of nothing because if you do end up not 
finishing all your tasks for the week, you can always move that to your two days, your three days, however many days you've allocated to do absolutely nothing. My third tip is kind of optional, but I think it's hard to think um, of what I'm going to be talking about right now when you're cramming, but you should kind of aim to sleep really early if you want to wake up earlier the next day. Your day starts the night before, is what my mum used to tell me. Um, if you sleep late, then you're going to wake up late. It's just the consequences of when you go to bed, how much sleep you get. Depends on the person, of course. Some people are fine with absolutely no sleep at all. And the, themselves, like the, it's exactly the same as if they had um, a plentiful eight hours of sleep to when they have, I don't know, four to five hours of sleep which personally isn't me, which is, you know, not, I don't know if that's good or if that's bad, it's personally not um, the best. Sometimes I do wish that I had so much energy, but I'm human and I don't, so make sure you do kind of sleep early if you don't want to get up earlier the next day and have maybe an hour or two of revision before you go to school, or if you have like study hall before your subject in your country then maybe you can do it then but in the UK we don't have that um just so basically for us we would have to wake up earlier um for me I'd have probably have to wake up at around five o'clock so I'd have one hour of extra revision time before I actually go to school and my lessons start from then so it'll probably be wise to go to bed proportionally um how long you want to wake up to how you usually wake up, I mean when you usually wake up, um, so if you wake up at 6 and you want to wake up at 5, then obviously you have to go to bed an hour late, earlier, sorry, um, but of course I don't really recommend this, only if you do have those times when you cram, then these are the three st steps that I will take, um, and yeah. Also don't feel guilty if for cramming, um, because you're already nervous, you're already stressed, I'm sure something must have happened, and even if it didn't, not everyone's perfect, you can't have study schedule every single time, every single exam. Of course, there are going to be times when you can't do that, and what's going to happen if you don't pass the exam, or if you don't um, have a score that's top of your standard? You know, nothing's going to happen. The immediate future or your future at all is not going to be affected by this one exam honestly depending on what it is if it is really a major exam then um good luck i hope you do really well but uh, if it's not like a really big exam um here i'm kind of just talking about like midterms and just half term assessments um summative assessments just overall ones that on end of years or on major major assessments unless you are doing them just make sure that when you get your test back rather than being upset about it make sure you're um realizing what mistakes you've made i know my mum was telling me once because i was like really upset about like a math score because um i have very high expectations for my math scores um, I like to aim for 90 and above, and I got a bit lower than 90 or something, 
and I was kind of upset, but my mum told me not to worry because there's no point in getting upset if you're not going to um, improve. If that makes any sense at all, I don't know. I'll listen back to this and thinking, what the heck am I talking about? But anyway, um, my point is that don't get upset over a number. If you think about it, it's just a number that doesn't define you as a person, um, which I have learned over the years. It doesn't change the fact that I get nervous and that you would get nervous as well. But just remember that this isn't going to affect your whole life, you know, you have so many great things um, that you can do in life and that one exam isn't, is, is, you shouldn't worry about it at all and even if you have pressure from your parents, maybe your friends, maybe your teachers, just remember this is all for you and just learn from those mistakes and that's the only goal that I would ask from anyone when they get a test. Um, and of course you might be upset but just remember what I said, as long as you learn from those mistakes, then your mark was a success. Okay, next thing. These are my tips if you were to have a really chill night, um, maybe a self-care night, whatever you want to call it, but just a night of not revising before your exam. I'm not really that kind of person, I kind of get um, panicked about the exam, maybe that I haven't learned enough, haven't done enough. Um, half the time it's kind of true, I could have done a bit more. Um, there's always something that I, anyone can do, they can always do a little bit of this extra vision, unless you truly have nothing else to do, then, you know, well done you. But, if you don't decide to um, revise at all, then some of the steps that I would do, if I were you, or if this was like a self-care night, is just kind of basic. But take a bath. If you're someone who takes a shower all the time, then kind of change it. You can add like bath soaps, bath, um, bath bombs, maybe from like Lush. Or I know I got um, this like donut looking pack of bath bombs for my friend's birthday. Um, I think I look really pretty. I also got some from like um, the body shop. It was really nice. It looked really nice. I didn't really use bath bombs because of my sensitive skin and stuff um i do put like this solution in my bath though just so that i'm actually not just washing myself with water um but i definitely recommend that if you have like if you have it then you could put like a bath board if you know what that is then it's like maybe you've seen it on like pinterest or youtube or something um, but it's this little board that you put over your um over your bath, like in between, um, like where you sit down basically inside the bath, and you can put like your iPad there, maybe your phone, food. I don't think anyone eats food in the bath, but candles, that would be nice. Maybe like a hot chocolate. And you can just search up. You can find really aesthetic ones. I would probably choose like the wooden one. I'd love wooden style things in general um it's just look it just fits my aesthetic but it's some of them are already pretty some of them are like really basic like the inside of a sink kind of basic <laughs> um but i would recommend you kind of taking a bath and just letting your body to relax in the warm water 
or hot water, whatever you like to do. Um, if you don't want to take a bath, then you can just go inside bed. You can do whatever you want. The point I'm getting at here is just kind of being in like a warm environment. So you can also drink like hot chocolate or tea. I recommend matcha tea because matcha is my life. I love it so, so much. Like, I wouldn't know how to survive without matcha in my life. Like, I know I went to Westfields and there's a Japan centre there. So I got, like, matcha pocky, of course. I got also, like, matcha bread and stuff. So good. I haven't actually eaten the pocky. I can't wait, but I also don't want to waste it. But, yeah, anything, like, tea. Tea's so good. I'm not really such a fan of English tea. Um, I just... Don't really like the super milky taste of it. I prefer herbal teas, chamomile tea. That's also really good. And it's also good for your body. Hot chocolate's fine, but you know, tea's much healthier. Next, I would say you should probably use like a candle or my favourite thing ever, an essential oil diffuser. I talk about this so much. Probably I spend like 10 minutes every episode talking about it. Probably, I don't know. Um... I'd go for option two, of course. If you have a candle and you prefer candles, then that's fine. But if you haven't already, go and buy yourself an essential oil diffuser because it's so amazing. I don't know how I'd live without it, I don't know. I think my uncle discovered it and then he bought it um, as one of my Christmas presents last year. Or maybe it was the year before, but it was so amazing. But what can I say? Everyone has different opinions. Um, the fact that the candle has is based on the way that the brain processes smells, basically. So the aroma that comes from the candle or the oil diffuser, I'm kind of talking about the candle here, um, it stimulates a system in our body, which is also known as the limbic system. Um, and it's like home to your emotions and your memory. Um, so if you want to be more grounded and at a peace of mind, then I probably recommend you to use the Candle meditation, I believe. Um, if you don't know what that is, then you just focus all your attention on the flame. Um, just using your senses, probably your sight, your smell. I don't know if hearing is one. Um, but it just makes you feel more at peace. Also, they say, and it also helps with concentration. So you can use like a real candle. I probably recommend a real candle. Or you could use... YouTube, you know, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. I don't know if it'll be as effective because I think I tried it like once and I didn't see what the point was like at all. But of course, everyone has different opinions. Um, the candle meditation might work for some people, maybe for others it won't. Who knows? The last tip will probably be doing something creative or artsy. Um, if you I don't know, it just came up on the top of my head, but if you want to make music, make music if you want to bake or cook, if you're good at that kind of thing. I'm definitely not a cooker. I don't mean a cooker, I mean a chef. <laughs> um, and I'm not that good at baking either, that's kind of my brother's thing. Um, and my mom's thing, and my dad's thing, of course. I'm just not that good at baking in general or cooking. But if you do like that kind of stuff, then I think there'll be serious therapy. Um, I heard that it is. Um, it's like just so relaxing. Also, they say for me at school it was kind of stressful <laughs> because I didn't know how anything worked. 
but you know that's just me you can also probably play an instrument if you play an instrument um paint draw dance make tiktoks go through instagram obviously not too much of social media because that's just leaning over to the bad side but anything that's relaxing that hopefully can kind of stay off of your phone and you still don't want to be looking at screens if you're going to take this time to not revise it all you might as well um, make sure that you have a clear mind for your exam the next day and you just feel rested and relaxed and not so stressed and like panicked so if you do decide to have like a ritual night maybe self-care night Oh, I also forgot to mention if you want to do um, actual skincare stuff like face masks. I know face masks from Simple are really nice. They're so refreshing. I had one and it was so good. It has this kind of like sticky thing to it. But when it's on your face, it feels so refreshing. I don't know what it is about it. But it's like this mint on your face. Like you can, It's really hard to explain, but I really recommend these Simple ones. Um, the face mask and it claims to have 16 days of moisturizing I don't know if that really worked but it definitely felt really good um, you can use I've been using micellar cleansing water as well um, just every night and every morning just after I wash my face and I put my moisturizer on I just um, kind of put that on like tissue because I don't currently have any cotton pads or anything but I just dab it around my face. Um, it feels pretty good. It just feels like water. And it even works for me with super sensitive skin. Who never tries anything that's not prescribed for my doctor. So I really recommend Simple and Nivea. They're really good. I use that for my antiperspirant. They're really gentle on your skin as well. So you can use those and just kind of have fun with them. Um, make your own skincare routine. Whatever's relaxing for you. Just anything. Playing games absolutely anything you want as long as you're at a peace of mind where you're not thinking about your exam and you're not stressed if you're that kind of person who wants to try that out I don't think that's such a bad idea um but I am going to go with my favorite idea which is a bit of both which is always a compromise and for me it's always the best so next one okay so my seven step plan or my seven things that I would do for like a perfect um night before an exam routine or anything that I would do um, I'm just going to kind of briefly go through this but the first one is to go through any flashcards you've made or any pre-made flashcards that you have they're so handy um, and use them just don't let them lying around use them because you have an exam tomorrow just remember that if you're listening to this before your exam if it's tomorrow or if it's the day before whenever it is Go through any flashcards, make sure you get your brain working and you're using active recall. Um, hopefully you're also using space repetition, so you're kind of not just consistently doing it in like days in a row, but you're doing it and um, leaving gaps between the days that you go through your flashcards just to ensure that um, you actually remember the material instead of just memorising it which is exactly the same thing. Um, I meant to say you actually understand the material instead of memorising it because you did it the day before. The next thing would be to go through any practice papers. If you have any books at home, 
Um, again, CGP books are pretty popular. Um, Let's books are also pretty popular as well, as well as like success books. Obviously, the main one is definitely CGP. Most of my books are from CGP because they have so many different options um, for different subjects, GCSE, A-level, um, 11 plus, if you're doing that, which, if you don't know, it's an exam that people in the UK take when they're around 10 or 11 years old. I think I took mine at 10 years old um, to see if they can go into a selective um, secondary school, which kind of takes children um, who've passed that test um, and to the expectations of how the school wants um, the children that they're taking in to be. So I definitely recommend you doing any questions, practice papers, anything like that, because again, that's active recall, not just passively reading your notes and actually getting your mind working, actually applying your knowledge to the question, because fact is your test is actually going to be applying knowledge it's pretty much not going to be a straight up question like you might have written in your flashcards which flashcards are like a basic kind of um, revision tool that you'd use and then practice papers would be the second step to after you've actually remembered all the material there's no point in doing practice questions if you haven't actually remembered or learned the material at all so first one would be to go through any flashcards do any practice papers, make sure you actually mark them. Don't just leave them lying around because if you don't mark your answers, you don't know what you got wrong and you don't know how to improve or what to improve um, and what you may need to work on. So those are the two things for like studies. I don't recommend you do too much because again, you want to have kind of a more relaxed night rather than a crammy, um, like just pushing through so hard kind of night. Um, the next thing would be choosing one thing that you really enjoy but is also not time consuming depending on when your exam is if your exam is on a weekday and the night before your exam is also a weekday then if you don't have much time then just allocate like half an hour to an hour doing whatever you want to do again if it's like a Sunday um, and your exam is on a Monday then you have that whole day to do all the seven steps that I gave, or which I will give. So if you want to bake something or cook something, like I said before, and it's not time consuming, maybe like cookies or maybe a small cake, you actually want to cook your dinner, if you want to do that, you know, anything you want to do that might be relaxing for you, but it's also not too time consuming, because remember, you do have an exam day ahead, which leads on to my next point, which would be going to bed early. Um... If you want to wake up early, well, you're probably going to need to wake up early because it's an exam day. And like I said before, if you want that extra hour or two just revising, then you're obviously going to need to go to bed much earlier. But you have to have an ample amount of time to go to bed and maybe a bit more than you usually do, depending on how much energy um, you have, depending on the amount of hours you sleep. But the main thing is that you go to bed earlier than you usually would say have a full amount of sleep. Because truth is, when you're actually in bed, you're probably not, I'm guessing this is not you, you're probably not going to bed as soon as you just sit or lie down. 
in your bed, you're not going to be feeling that sleepiness. Because when I'm at school, I feel really sleepy. And then as soon as I enter my house, I feel kind of more energised. And then as soon as I hit my bed, I never feel sleepy, which is the worst. And that's why I listen to things like podcasts um, or anything else. Maybe Audible. Um, Audible is really good. And many podcasts, I listen to podcasts at night, like um, the one I'm recording for you guys right now. Um, so yeah, that's kind of also what I like about podcasts, because they're not episodes that you watch, you actually listen to them when you go to bed. Which is really relaxing, in my opinion. And yeah, listening to the inspiring podcasts and stuff. I'm not saying my podcast is inspiring, just in general. Um, any podcast that you find interesting... It's pretty relaxing for me, in my opinion, if you prefer to listen to Audible or if you prefer to watch TV, which I don't recommend you watch TV just before you go to bed or you look at a blue light screen, unless you have blue light glasses and stuff, which again, doesn't provide full protection, but it is better to listen to podcasts than actually watch because it is damaging your eyes. To make sure you kind of listen to something, relax, just take your mind off of something and focus it on something else. Um, and not focus it on something that has a bad influence or may make you think bad thoughts, make you feel upset, just anything that might make you feel happy. Um, just do that. Next thing would be drinking three cups of water, especially um, on your exam day, to stay hydrated. It's so, so important. You don't want to be dehydrated. Dehydration gives you headaches and it makes you feel so, so tired, which obviously isn't going to allow, allow you to perform as well as if you were hydrated. So it's better that you keep always water beside you, especially right now, as my voice is crackling again. Um, I just keep taking sips of water. Um, obviously, I cut those parts out, but just... So that my throat stays hydrated um, and that overall I feel really good. Um, I did mention to you before about my Starbucks cup, which um, I think it's a tool or I can't even tell. I don't know if it's a tool, if it's a grande or if it's a venti. I forgot which one I asked for, but it does have around 500 milliliters-ish in it. I forgot how much that is. Um, and I aim to have at least three of those cups because I don't drink water at all. Especially when I'm at school, I can't get worried that I go to the toilet. That I want to go to the toilet during lessons and I go to the toilet like every single break time anyway. But that's just me. I have a really bad like fear of wanting to go to the toilet at times when I shouldn't want to. I remember um, in 2019, I went on a road trip like almost um, all the like counties slash maybe like states you might call it in japan um and like my grandpa was driving and they're like motorways and stuff but i constantly wanted to go to it every single time there's like a corner shop because every single corner shop has like a toilet um i'd go all the time whether it was raining outside or not um just because i don't want to have to go to toilet another time because I'm drinking so much water, which is obviously a good thing. So I recommend you do that, not just the night before your exam, but any other day also, it's important to stay hydrated. 
The last thing is to eat healthy foods. I know that um, on the night before my 11 plus exam, which was such a big exam for everyone, um, who went to my school because obviously they would have passed with flying colours. But for my mum, she made like a really nutritious meal. I remember she was telling me, I forgot exactly what it was. I do remember it was good. It was really tasty. Um, she made like a Japanese meal. But it was like filled with like vegetables and stuff. It's important that you have your fruit and veg and stuff like that. I know it's so cliche, but it's important that you do for the reasons that they tell you. And it is true what they tell you. So even if you don't like have your five a day and stuff, you can have at least one portion of fruit or vegetable that you might not usually have. Um, just so that you have that like vitamin in you. I always take vitamin supplements in the morning. Just so that, because I'm kind of lacking in like vitamin C or D, so I always take a supplement in the morning um, if I don't usually get it out of foods. So you can take vitamin supplements or vitamin supplements um, or just simply eat fruit and veg, which might be the better option because they're not necessarily a good taste. Luckily, I can dilute it with water, but... Some you might not be able to, I'm not really sure. Um, my one's liquid form, so it's not a tablet. But yeah, and make sure you eat your healthy foods, stay hydrated, go to bed early. Remember, you, you should revise at least a little bit, just not so much because you don't want to be so stressed about it. Um, and listen to inspiring podcasts or like fun podcasts like mine. This is kind of cringe, but I've been listening, um, and I've actually been like um, looking through my old Dork Diaries books. That was like such a hit when I was in year five or six or something. No, was it was it year four or five? I don't really remember, but I remember all my friends loved it. Um, and then my mom bought me the whole book selection. And now that I look back at it, I've been reading Dog Diaries when I was, like, nine. But the people in there are, like, 14 years old. So now it's um, more relatable. Not about, like, um, friendships and stuff like that. Or, like, crushes and stuff. I mean, it's in, like, exams. So if you kind of do feel um, stressed or anything, this kind of sounds a bit weird, but if you read books... I personally like to read books, but if you read books that um, you might have, like, you can relate to someone, or like a character in that book, it usually makes me feel a bit better, even if they're not a real person. Um, and then it makes you realise how, like, nervous you've been for no reason. Like I said, your test isn't going to determine who you are in any shape or form. Um, it's just to see how much of the material that the teacher has taught you, you can remember. Um, it's not the end of the world if you don't pass this exam. What's going to happen if you don't? It's better to do to pass. But what's going to happen if you don't? Because maybe your parents might get really mad or might feel pressure from someone. But ultimately, if you want to get a better grade next time, you have to learn from your mistakes. And you have to get back again and you have to try again. Um, 
So yeah, I just want to say again, good luck for your exams. And I'll see you all next week. See you. Hey guys, I was just editing again. And the amount of times I said I recommend is just... <sighs> anyway, um, I just wanted to add something. Um, something that you might want to do, which I actually got suggested by a friend. Um, to put it in the episode. But one of them was... Last episode I actually mentioned study with me and just looking that up on YouTube and studying along with the person. But my friend told me that you can watch like live people do it. So you can do it with them um, exactly at the time itself, pre-recorded and then putting it on YouTube. Um, and you can do it with like a hundred other people. So that might be a better idea than just one person. It actually depends if you want to do study with me. Um, you can look it up on YouTube, you can do it with an actual friend, you can go to their house, whatever you prefer. Um, but that was just a suggestion, so if you want to do that, then I think it's actually a really good idea. I did do it in lockdown because I didn't like the thought of just being alone all the time. Sometimes it can just drive you crazy. As much as I have really loud siblings and the house is pretty loud most of the time. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good idea and I hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next week.